Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come into your house today, Lord. As I stand up here and look out, see a lot of people. I know it's very, very pleasing to you, Father, for us to be here. Father, we come today to pray and worship you and thank you for all you do for us, Lord. Uh, thank you for uh, the many, many blessings that we take for granted. Be with Daryl today, Lord. Uh, give him the word you want him to share with us. For it's all in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Like sweet, sweet honey 
died for me. I see his wounds, his hands, his feet, my Savior on that cursed tree. His body bound and drenched in tears, they laid him down in Joseph's tomb. The entrance sealed by heavy stone, Messiah still and all
Amen. Maybe seated this morning. Good morning again, everybody. Matthew chapter 5, as we go through the book of Matthew on Sundays. Matthew 5, we're in the uh, Sermon on the Mount. We're going to be here a while. We finish the Beatitudes. This is at the very uh, statement Jesus makes at the very end of the Beatitudes. Matthew 5, 13 through 16. Be f- very familiar thought to you, at least, salt and light. If you're looking at the title page. Salt and light. Matthew 5, 13 through 16. There's an outline of this on the back side of your announcements. If you'd like to use that, most of it will be on the screen. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. Now, talking to disciples, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to do this at the end. We're going to do more of an evangelistic thing at the end, but... For right now, this is, this is what it is. Jesus is talking to disciples, the followers of Christ. So that's me. If you're a follower of Christ, then that's you. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. The city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. I want to put just verse 13, part of verse 13 in the message translation will be on the screen. This is not on your hard copy announcement. Uh, that same verse, let your light, let, you are the salt of the earth. Let me tell you why you, why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning. And I just, I like the way he said that, the translated that. Let me tell you why you are here. So if you're a disciple of Jesus, I'm one. If you are one, let me tell you, Jesus said, Let me tell you why you're here. This is one of the reasons, one of the things that I made you for. Bible, there's quite a few verses. I probably think of about five that just really foundational things that the Bible spells out for us, tells us, this is why God made you. Well, if you're a disciple of Jesus, let me tell you why you're here. You are to be salt seasoning and then the then the verses continue on if you're looking at your outline we're going to look at just three words i think everybody probably gets uh salt and light salt's preservative it just a little bit of it just makes things taste better okay all right there you go uh one scottish commentator and speaking in that Scottish way that they do, he said, salt is that tang that food needs. Salt is that tang that food needs. I thought that was, that was pretty good. It's a preservative. It just makes things better. It cleanse, it's cleansing. That's salt, okay? Light, okay? Light as opposed to being dark. Jesus used, uses the, the metaphor a lot. I am the light of the world, 
the world is no longer dark because of light. And so you are the salt and you are the light. So I think we get salt and light. We're to be, be that in the community we're in, the culture we're in. We're to make a difference. We're to make things just taste better. We are preservative. We are light to help people come out of darkness. Okay, a little bit different as far as the outline goes. I just want to look at It's the way Jesus said it. It's the way he introduces salt and light. And so just three words. You are the. You are the. Okay? The first one, if you're looking at And what I'm going to do, I'm going to go you. I'm going to skip R, deal with the, and then come back to R. You. On the screen. Okay, it's already there. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light. You. This is disciples' work. There is no one else to do it. And I'm not going to give you a guilt trip, okay? I'm, I'm good at that, and I, and, and I can, but this is the truth. Without all the guilt trip, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light. Okay, here's what a lot of disciples, well, you know, I'm not very good at it. Uh, I'm not as good as somebody else is. I'm not maybe trained in it. I am on and on and on with the excuses of why we aren't salt and why I struggle to be salt and why I'm not light to those around us, why I do, you know, put a bushel basket over my light, why I try to hide my light, why I don't speak up, why I don't speak out, why I don't reach out. And we can just come up with all kinds of excuses, but Jesus said, you there is no one else. There's no plan B. It's not so much to do with this, but when I said that, uh, I'm going to make a real long story really short. I went through this after I just started preaching. Something went wrong, and I just wanted to quit. And I remember, I'll never forget laying in bed one night. I, had, I mean, I think I preached maybe two or three times. I just wanted to quit. And I lay in bed one night, and I'm going to quit. And I mean, this is why I remember it so well. The Holy Spirit was in that room so strong, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me so strongly, so plainly, I could not miss it. Son, there is no plan B. This is what I have for you. There is no plan B. You are salt. You are light. Let's stop passing the buck to someone else. Little story I'm going to tell you right here, then we'll move on. I'm not going to stay long here. We have some of the best Sunday school teachers in the world, okay? And some of that's because I don't know who the others are, but I know ours, okay? We have some of the best. We seem to, by the grace of God, have some of the most faithful people in those jobs. But I remember one, 
no longer here, but I remember one who was teaching a class that was not faithful. Every excuse in the world why they couldn't be here, you know. All right, we don't have that much. That's, this, this is why it stands out to me, because this, this is rare. I remember one Sunday, I remember the text, sent a text, text to me, can't, can't, be there, can't be there this morning. Now, Sunday school is getting ready to start. Can't be there this morning, but I know you can find someone else. Okay. What they said is true. But that really puts us in a bind. That puts me in a bind. It puts me and us in a bind. When they don't show up. When they don't show up and do what they said they would do. When they don't show up and do their job. When they don't show up and do what they've been called to do. Okay. We're going to manage. We're going to make it through. But, you know, I had, a, I had a hundred other things I needed to do. And now I've got to get with Cliff. And we've got to find a teacher to fill that spot. Okay, we can do that. But that's not what we plan to do. And we had all these other things that we needed to do. And now we've got to set that aside and do that. Now, that's, that's only on me. Now we've got to find a teacher. Okay, that person hadn't planned to teach. They're not ready to teach. They're not prepared. You see... It just, that doesn't work well. Well, I mean, you can make it work. Yeah, we can make it work, but that's about what a mouse did. We had to make it work. You see what happens when you don't do what the Holy Spirit's asking you to do. Well, somebody else can do it. Yeah, but see, that's not what God intends. It's you. It's you. Uh, this happened a couple weeks ago, and it doesn't happen often, but it happened a couple weeks. You know how at the end of the service, most of the services, not every, but most, will at the very end have, ask people to come up, and if, if you are burdened for somebody, you want to pray for someone else, come up to the front, and you can tell me the name, but you don't, you don't have to. That's what we all always say. So people step out of their, they step out and step up, come up to the front, have somebody on their heart they're burdened for, and we pray for them. Somebody came from this side, came up. Somebody came from this side, came up. And I said what I usually say, you can tell me the name, but you don't have to. At the same time, both of them said a name. It's the same name. The reason that sticks in my mind is because that's very rare. Here's a point I'm trying to make. Most of you, when you come up to the front and pray for someone, uh, like you're the first one comes up. No, nobody has come up with you yet. The person you're praying for, you are probably the only one in the room praying for them. Most of the other people who are standing up here are not praying for the one you're praying for. Do you see how important it is that you pray for them? And that's just an example. Do you see how important it is that you do what the Holy Spirit's asking you to do. Do you see how important it is that you follow through and stop saying, well, someone else can do it. Stop that. Just, or can I say it? Just stop that. Does anybody get that? Just stop that. 
If the Holy Spirit wants somebody else to do it, he'll talk to them about it. But he's not talking to them about it. He's talking to you. And you can't deny that. And you can't just shrug that off and say, oh, well, I'm supposed to be there to teach that class with somebody else. You've got to stop shrugging that off and do what the Holy Spirit... It could be that there is no one else that he's talking to about it. You are the salt of the earth. You are the... You. Okay? You do... I've wrestled with this, wrestled with it. And the Holy Spirit's told me time again, son, quit wrestling with it. Just do what I tell you to do. Just do what I tell you to do. And it's going to be okay. Okay? Okay. Stay longer on that than I thought it would. You, and we're going to skip R, and we're going to go to the. So on the screen, we'll skip down to the. You are the, not a... Thee. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of salt of the earth, the light of the world. You are thee. There is no other salt. There is no other light. There is no other hope but Jesus. Amen? Amen. There is no other hope but Jesus. There is no other way. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. You are sharing Jesus. There is no other way. John 14, 6, most of you know this really well. Jesus said to him, I am, see it, the way. I'm not a way. I am the truth. I'm not a truth. I am the life. I'm not a life. When Jesus was talking to Martha, the sister of Lazarus who had died, Martha said, I know that Lazarus will resurrect in the last day. Jesus said, no, that's not what we're talking about. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. There is no other way. You have, you are the salt of the earth. You have to get that in your heart and in your soul to where you really b believe that so that you can pass that on to someone else. People can tell if you believe that or not. And if you're not convinced of that yet, you need to be convinced in your own heart. You need to be convinced on your, in your own heart. There is no other way. So, I knew what I was going to preach yesterday. I had a, friend, a chance to talk to a friend of mine. And I got real plain with him. And didn't know the opportunity was going to come. Hadn't planned. I just, surprise, surprise. Got a, a good chance to talk to him. I just talked real plain with him. I said, friend, are you a Christian? He's telling me all the things going on in his life. Are you a Christian? Well, I believe in God. You know what James chapter 2, verse 19 says? If you believe in God, that's, that's good. Even the devils believe in God. Almost everybody believes in God. 
almost everybody believes in God. Well, I, be, I believe in God. Is that the way? No, almost everybody believes in God. Even the devil believes in God and trembles. That doesn't save him. Almost everybody believes in God. In fact, I was thinking about that this morning. In fact, you know what the Bible, the Bible says it twice. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So, Almost everybody believes in God except who? Fools. Fools don't believe in God. Almost everybody else does. But there's a way to get to God the Father through Jesus Christ, His Son. There must be an approach. There's a, we use the illustration of the uh, uh, gap, and that's not the word I'm trying to think of. The, there's a gap that's made because of our sin. God the Father on one side, me on the other side. No way to bridge that. The bridge, the bridge is what I'm trying to think of. No way to bridge that gap. But Jesus did. You lay the cross across that gap. He is the mediator. He, is, he fills the gap. So I talked to my, I said, I believe in God too, and I'm glad you do believe in God what about Jesus? I want you to start talking to people about Jesus. What about Jesus? Do you believe in Jesus? He said, yes. Have you ever received Jesus as your Savior? He said, yes. I said, great, great. That's the main thing. Now, I want you to live it. I want you to live it. You haven't been. If you believe in Jesus, if you've received him as your Savior, live, in, live it. Live it. Let him live through you. Let you live in, in him. Live it for the rest of your life. Make that the most important thing. Okay? So the issue with him is not so much the belief is now taking that belief. I've received it. I believe it. Now I'm going to live it. Okay? The. Don't forget you are the salt. Not a bit of salt, not a bit of light, but you're shining the light of Jesus and the salt of Jesus Christ in the area that you live in. Okay, the, se the second word, the last one, though, in our time is are. You are. Notice, and we'll put some words on the screen. I'll read those in a minute. Notice that he didn't say, pass the salt. He didn't say, grab a lamp, pass the lamp. He didn't say, uh, well, we could all use a little bit of salt. He didn't separate. You are the salt. You are the light. You don't carry salt with you. You don't carry m matches with you. That's not what that means. You're not giving salt as if it's something else. You're not giving light as if it's something else. You are it. You are the salt. You are the light. You're not really ministering until you are ministering of yourself. 
you're not really giving until you're giving of yourself. And then I think one more sentence. I know it is on your hard copy. You cannot separate yourself from your ministry. You are the ministry. Okay, Matt, I'm going to step down here. I'm going to ask Didi to come up. Didi's my wife, so I can hug her, and you can't say anything about it. <laughs> come up here where the, the camera. No, we'll, we'll be right here where the camera can see you. Uh, this is how some of you, you, you believe what I've said about salt and light, but this is how you're trying to do it. You're trying to reach Didi, this way, you see? And that's commendable. You're, you're trying to reach her, but what am I doing? I'm reaching her, what, at arm's length? That you're trying to minister at arm's length, right? Do you know what I mean? That's commendable. It's better than nothing. But that's not what salt is. You are it. You are light. So, illustration-wise, what, what I'm talking about is, I quit being so stiff and, you know, <laughs> work, work with me here. <laughs> this, not everybody in the room is a hugger. This is just an illustration, okay? I don't want you hugging my wife like this. This is just an illustration. But do you see the difference between trying to reach somebody at arm's length and pulling them close? You see the difference? Some of you are trying to reach at arm's length. You're not pulling them close. Okay, thank you. I would kiss you on the lips, but... I don't know what that kid said, but <laughs> children in the room, <laughs> TMI, what do you, what is it in the school, PD, yeah. Do you see the difference? I do. I know exactly what it means. It's trying to reach, and, I, and, I, and that's great, you're trying to reach, hey, that's that's half of it. If we can just get people trying to reach out, that's half of it. That's great. But I'm asking you to look at what Jesus said and take it a step further. You're trying to reach at arm's length. And now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to consider pulling people close. And I don't know what that means for you. But it means giving of yourself. See, you're standing back, you're standing off, and I know why you are, because you don't get hurt as bad that way. You're standing back, and you're standing off, and you're not giving it everything you've got, because you don't get as disappointed when you do that. If you don't give of yourself, if you don't burn yourself into this, if you don't if you don't uh, make, the, make the ministry part of who you are, then you don't get hurt as bad. If you don't care as much, you don't get hurt as bad. I love the illustration. We talked about salt a lot. But I love the illustration of the lamp, and I want you to think about this. You are the light of the world. You are the lamp. In Jesus' day, think, think about this. The only light 
anybody had burned, right? There was no light switch. The only light anybody could make, it had to burn. So when Jesus said this, that's exactly what he meant. The lamp, the light, it burned. And it burned and it burned and it would eventually burn. I mean, it's using itself up. Consider that. This friend that I talked to yesterday, okay, consider that with your friends, with where you are. It's different from where I am. This, that's a good example of you. The friend I talked to the other day, it's very good chance I'm the only person that's going to talk to him like that. There's a, there's a good chance that, that that's true. And so I need to do, it's really important that I do what the Holy Spirit asked me to do. Okay? I might be the only one. You might be the only one. Pull them close. You may not be a hugger. That's okay. That may not be what it means. But pull them close. You've got to start giving of yourself. You've got to stop standing back and standing off. And I, I get it really, really well that we all got different personalities. And that's the point, though, that the Holy Spirit uses these different personalities as he leads us to a world around us, salt and light. I'm going to ask the musicians to come up, and we're going to pray. Let me do this, though. Uh, this whole section on the uh, uh, the Sermon on the Mount had a, had a, a had a senior moment right then. This whole section on the Sermon on the Mount is to disciples, so I'm I'm going to include this a little bit more as we go along. This is an evangelistic twist. When I talked to my friend yesterday, just very simply, do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe in Jesus? This is to all of us. Do you believe in Jesus? Okay? Have you received him as your Savior? Have you received him as your Savior? Have you ever done anything about that? Have you ever told anybody? Here in a minute... We're going to stand. We're going to pray two or three times, okay? So we're not dismissed after the first prayer. But we're going to say a uh, Jesus saved me prayer. Jesus saved me prayer. And then we're going to have an altar prayer. Do you believe in Jesus? Have you ever asked him? Have you ever talked to him about that? and asked him to come in and save you from your sins? Have you ever received him as your Savior? If you have not done that, well, when we say this, save me Jesus prayer, if you're ready for that, if you want that, 
The only person who can be a Christian are those who want to be. You have to want to be. You can't be saved if you don't want to be. He's never going to do anything against your free will. If you're here this morning and you want to be, that's what I want. I want Jesus to save me. I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm going to say a prayer, just a simple prayer, nothing, very simple. You can, pr you can pray along with me. If you're here this morning and you have not received Jesus as your Savior and you want to, just talk to him about it. That's all we're doing, just saying, you know what, a lot of people when in Scripture, when they were asked, do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe in him with all your heart? The simple answer, yes. Yes. And so in a way, that's really all this prayer is. In a way, that's really all this is. Just saying, yes, I believe in Jesus with all my heart. And I receive him as my, my Savior. I'm going to say, just say a simple prayer. You're welcome to pray along with me. And then we're going to have an altar prayer where disciples are welcome to come. People who are without Christ are welcome to come. All of us are welcome to come and pray. Dear Lord, I come before you and I know I am a sinner. I have sinned. I've broken your law. I've done things that you told me not to do and I didn't do things that you told me to do. I'm a sinner. And Father, I come before you and I am asking for forgiveness of my sin because I cannot save myself. I believe that Jesus died on a cross for my sin. I believe that he was buried in a tomb for three days, an empty tomb. And I believe that Jesus rose again on the third day for me. For me. I believe that with all my heart. I believe that, Lord, that you can come into my life and change my life forever. I will not be the same. And that's what I want. I want to be changed. I want to be different from who I was. And I believe that only Jesus can do that. So Jesus, I ask you to come into my life and save me. And it is in the powerful name, the only name of Jesus that I ask this and I pray this. Now, just with our heads bowed and just in a spirit of prayer, if you prayed that prayer and you've never told anybody, tell somebody. You don't have to tell me, but you can tell me. But tell somebody what you've done. If you believe in your, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Tell somebody, okay? Now, for the disciples in the room and for all of us in the room, this is our, this is our time to pray. If you have somebody on your heart that you're just burdened for, if you're, if, if you're burdened for yourself, 
You know, I, I, I'm missing opportunities. I need to be salt and I need to be light to those around me. And I'm letting that go by. I'm, I'm passing, these, these opportunities are passing me by. And I'm ready, to, I'm ready to stop that. I'm ready to be a devoted, I mean devoted follower, disciple of Jesus Christ. I'm ready to get into the work of being salt and light. I'm ready for Jesus to use me right, right where I am. If, you need, if you're a disciple of Jesus and you need to come and pray about just some things in your own life, if you need to come and pray for someone else that you're burdened for, a friend of yours, and you're burdened for, for them. If you have prayed that prayer and asked Jesus to save you and you need to tell somebody, you can come and tell me. Just come and pray. As the band plays and sings, if you're a disciple of Jesus, you need to come and pray about some things. If you've asked Jesus to save you and you need to come and say that while the band plays and sings, we invite you to come to an altar and pray.
Oh, no. 